the journey to get to that day of shift was probably the hardest journey that I've had to date. I said to God, I said, why are you making this so hard? And I heard, if I had made it easy for you, you wouldn't rise to the level that I need you to be. to season two of the Jolly Good Day Show. Thank you for being here. And to kick off a new season and a new year, we have a special two-part episode. I brought on my dear friend and business partner, Gina Keeping, to chat all things SHIFT. Now, if you don't know what SHIFT is, SHIFT is an event that we ran just last weekend. We had been planning for it for months and months and months. There was a hundred amazing women and one man who came out for it. And it was absolutely incredible. But what we wanted to share wasn't the shiny stuff that you see on Instagram and social media and what everyone was sharing, because don't get me wrong, the day was incredible, like surreal, which you will hear about. But there was a lot of growth and a lot of hardship and challenges that we came across uh, along the way. So I won't dive into it too much because you're going to hear it in just a second. Have a listen, enjoy, and check out part two if you're enjoying it because we then dive into the personal struggle that, that came up just a couple of weeks before Shift was about to hit the stage and how we navigated that. So enjoy our first episode of season two and I hope to see you around again soon. So hey, Emily, what'd you do the weekend? <laughs> Oh, nothing. Nothing big on the go. Nothing big on the go. Just had a relaxing, chill weekend. How about you? Oh, same, same. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, how are you feeling? I am having all the emotions. It's been, yeah, there's been a lot of emotions. And for those of you who don't know what we're talking about, but we had our shift event this weekend and... Emily and I decided that we would come on and do like a real raw behind the scenes part of the shift event. Mm-hmm. And we're here processing and we decided to push play. So you guys could be in on like our little pull back the curtains kind of meeting. So here we are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so where do we want to begin, Gina? What do you want to start with? I think we should start about how you felt about the day. The so we had a shift event on on Saturday and I mean we'll get we'll get real and honest with you about like the nitty gritty of moments of our day where we had doubt and fear and <clears throat> coming in but holy shit overall like literally no exaggeration that was one of the best weekends of my life mm. like Friday night going there doing the sound check dancing to the music, seeing the hype crew. And then Saturday, like having a party in our hotel room, like getting our makeup on and our hair done and getting dressed. And and then the VIP party after the shift event, like everything. And then Sunday morning, we got up and we did the sound bath with Maria. And oh, it was just like, it was, it, like I said, it was one of the best weekends of my life. And I'm really grateful that I was present in the moment. Do you remember right before we went on stage, I said to you, Gina, take a mental picture of this? I did. Yeah. So it was, it was incredible. How about, what about you? Overall thoughts? Oh, I mean, 
you know, we'll get into it in a little bit, but I had leading up to, there were was so many highs and lows for emotions for me, but the day event, I think the word that sums it up for me is just blessed. Mm-hmm. I just felt so blessed for the work that we do, the people in that room, the transformations that were had, the energy of the room, the people who just came and like went all in on themselves. Mm. Um, it was just truly amazing to be in that room. Like it feels surreal. Yeah. I, and I don't like saying that because I don't want to be like, Oh, you know, like, but truly like, I, I feel like this week is, is going to be all about grounding that emotion and that experience in for me at least. Oh, I, I couldn't agree more, but I also feel like things have shifted in me as well, which is really cool. So I feel when you do things that are scary and you do things that are in alignment with your vision and when you do it and you feel this, like, ah, this is what I'm meant to be doing. It's this instant, like up level, you know, I don't know. And like you say, it's, and I think this is a common theme. Most people are saying it's so hard to put into words. It's like one of those things you can't describe, but from my perspective, looking back and like seeing the videos, it does seem surreal. It's like, yeah. Well, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> and we jam packed a lot in that day. We did. We really did. <laughs> and I got to be honest, I absolutely loved the VIP experience. And I need to clap myself on the back. Here I go again. Pat myself on the back and give myself a clap. <laughs> <laughs> clap yourself on the back, Gina. <laughs> because I stayed up till 1130 and shut the place down. <laughs> right. Yeah, your husband, Dwayne, was like, she ain't staying out long. Like, Uh Uh-huh, I proved him wrong. (laughs) But you were having a time. Oh, I hadn't sent you the video. I got a video of you, like, dancing it up at the very end of the night behind Steph. Oh, my God. I remember that moment. Oh, so much fun. But, I mean, the day was a huge success. And the feedback that we've gotten, the... I keep using the word transformation, but... The transformations that happened in the room, the calling bullshit on the stories, the saying fuck it and going for the things that they desire and want in their lives. Like it was really powerful to be in that room. One of the big reasons why we wanted to come on and do this podcast, and we knew this as we were going through the process, we were like, mm-hmm. ooh, the story we'll get to share once shift is done is going to be so helpful to people out there is because I know that some of you listening right now, or most of you listening, probably see the shiny stuff, see see the success, but we big had butt. a <laughs> big butt, <laughs> we had a slog of a journey to get here, mm-hmm. and we want to share the hard with you because the journey to get to that day of shift was... I would say for me with my coaching business, ever since I've been an entrepreneur in this particular field, was probably the hardest journey that I've had to date. But to give you a little background so you kind of are caught up to speed, we did our first shift event in June and we launched it. We had the idea for it in June of 2022. We had the idea for it in February 2022. We started to get the ball rolling and the end of March, so basically the first week of April we put ticket sales out there and it like tickets just flew. Like, like we were overwhelmed at the support and our first shift event went so well. It felt so easy. And 
don't want to say effortless, yes. but it was just like, we knew, okay, we are meant to do this event and help these people. And so the June shift went, event went so well and we knew we had to do another one. So well, people October- were asking for it. They were like, when's the next one? So yeah, we, yeah, we, we knew that after the event, people wanted more. Yeah. So we, we were like, all right. And then we knew we wanted to do one in June or not um, January. Yeah. And October comes around and we're like, shit, we haven't promoted this yet. We got to get the ball rolling. Right. And we rushed it. I remember (laughs) we were sitting on my patio and we were like, it was a Wednesday. I think and we were like, holy shit, doors need to open like tomorrow. Literally recorded a reel on my patio. Yeah. And boom, like people didn't, <laughs> didn't even get a chance to build excitement. Yeah. So we, right? opened, so we opened the wait list and then the doors, I think officially they could get tickets on the Monday or Tuesday. Yeah. And wah, wah, wah. Wah, wah. <laughs> it was a flop. It was a total flop. And-, yeah. and while we were able to kind of pinpoint what we did wrong, we were like, okay, how do we regain momentum at this point you know and it was this really weird I don't know but for you but for me and I know it was for you actually I don't know why I'm playing coy there um (laughs) we both trusted and we both knew like it was like this visceral like no like we know this is what we're meant to do yeah so we had to use that p word again which is pivot yeah (laughs) but I truly feel, you know, and maybe maybe we can kind of go through that like process a little more because Mm -hmm. the first one, we almost had the opposite happen where ticket sales went through the roof. And then Mm -hmm. towards the end, we got a sale or two, but it was like, we had tapped into our market, everybody who was going to be there. We had a hundred people in the room Mm -hmm. and it was amazing. Great for, you know, first event, but it was relatively easy. Yeah. So then this time around, God wanted to test us a little. A little? <laughs> yeah. So I guess then after that, Emily, we really, like the conversations we had were amazing. And I think that's my favorite part of us working together is the growth that we have together and the deep conversations that we have and how we challenge each other, which is amazing. But recognizing that we had to shake up how we were doing things and pivot, yeah. you know, because I, throwing in the towel wasn't an option. Yeah. Oh, I think that's a really good point. Point number one, <laughs> throwing, throwing in the towel is not an option. No. Like when you want something, when you have a dream, when you have a desire, when you have a vision, you can't, you can't be willing to throw in the towel. That no. wasn't an option for us. So yeah, the end result, the event we knew was going to happen, but how we approached it and how we got to it had to change. So, you know, this is really good for those people who have goals who might be getting resistance against their goals. Like, you know, sometimes you have to switch up and shake up how you do that, but the goal is not negotiable. You know what, Gina? Oh, I'm getting goosebumps here now as I think of it. We were willing to fail. Yes. And most people are not. Yeah. We went there in our minds. And this is not to manifest shit happening. It was for like keeping it real of like worst case scenario. Like we, I remember sitting down on a Friday night, probably not the most fun thing to do on a Friday night. And I sat down on a Friday night. I went through the ticket sales. I went through our expenses and I remember voxering you 
and saying like where ticket sales are right now we're gonna was we're eighteen thousand dollars wasn't it yeah it was like close on 20 grand that we were gonna lose on the event and mind you this is like november i think it was actually even december oh holy shit yeah so, so yeah like- that could <laughs> This was like not even a month out and we were looking at our numbers going, oh, shit, we're going to lose a lot of money on this. We've spent a lot of time on this. It's been like our baby that we've been birthing Mm -hmm. and it was going to be publicly known because you would be able to see it in the room when you showed up that like 30 or 40 people were there. And last time we had 100. So it's like that ego thought of like, ooh. That's yeah. going to be embarrassing. Like, look at you. But we were willing to fall flat on our face. And I remember yeah. you and I had this kind of aha, like pivotal moment of we 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 called our ego out because remember we wanted, we were like had that affirmation of like, we're going to sell this out with ease and blah, 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 and have 150 people in the room and blah, blah, blah. And then it was, you brought it, like you brought it to our attention. And I just remember being like, it's not about the number of people in the room. If we get one person in that room, we're showing yeah. the hell up for them. Yeah. And that just took off all the pressure, all the ego embarrassment, all the shame, all the, ooh, are you going backwards? Are you failing? Like maybe you're not. It took all that away. And we just went into, we're here. Like, why are we doing this? We're here to serve. We're here to help. Even if it's one person who buys a ticket and shows up in that room and we lose tens of thousands of dollars. (laughs) Yeah. We are there to serve the shit out of them that day. Once we had that realization, we also said, okay, well, let's be creative. What would be really fun? How can we look outside the box and do things differently this time? And then that led us to going on Rogers TV and going on CBC Crosstalk and like being Mm. exposed to new people and new avenues that if things went right, we wouldn't have had the growth that we had. And you had a download that I want to make sure that you share because- I truly believe that looking back now, we can look at why that growth happened, but can you share the lesson and that thought that you had about why this was challenging? Yeah. I remember I was driving across the Island. I was on a road trip and I was doing some journaling and some reflecting and I had my journal out and I said to God, I said, why are you making this so hard? And I heard if I had made it easy for you, you wouldn't rise to the level that I need you to be. Hot damn. Right. And I was, and it was just oh. like immediately like, oh, I get it. Cause if we had show, if we had opened the, the doors on that first day and tickets had gone really well, we, you and I both know we would have sat back and been like, sweet. Well, we got people in and we would have not shown up for the people that needed to see us outside of our you know circle, so to speak. Yeah. But not only that too, I feel like in the world that we are in, we also were afforded some really cool business business lessons that can now help us better with our clients. Like mm. we made some hires that were not good decisions. Mm. You know, yeah. we made some investments that were not good investments. Yeah. We so we had to navigate some things and you know, it's easy to say oh, maybe we should have did it this way. But sometimes you got to do the freaking thing to figure out, oh shit, I should have done that differently, you know? Yes. So I really believe that all the ways that we navigated it, the talks that we got to have, the exposure that we got to have, those experiences prepared us even better to be on that stage. And that's a beautiful mm. thing. I feel that the first one came easy 
to us. So we would do a second one. And then yeah. the second one was like, okay, we're going to teach you a few things, but we are here at the end of the second shift event, ready to plan the third. So I feel when you double down on the why, and I know you hear a lot of stuff about the why, but I mean, like really get into that gut feeling of like, why are you doing what you're doing? Mm. And we have reminded ourselves time and time again in while we're doing the work that we're doing. And I think when you have a why that's big enough and when you can dive in and work with the ego, like beautiful things get to happen. Another lesson that's coming to mind is it also was a lesson in focusing on the good because Mm, as we were, you know, forking money out for deposits and like you said, hires and people we had hired to help us to try to make things easier. And we were seeing thousands of dollars go out the window. So it felt it was easy. Like we, we caught ourselves and going, Oh my God, like this isn't going well. And that's not going well. And we took a moment to be like, Whoa, wait, wait, wait. Yes. But there are things that are going well. Yeah. Look, like, look at the, I don't know how many it was at the time, but like, look at the 30 people who have mm-hmm. signed up. Look at the people that have been incredible doing this journey with us, like Meg yes. and Andrea and yes. Leah and our graphic designer, Heather, like all, like we do yes. have some incredible hires. So like bravo to yeah. us. Yeah, yeah, yeah for finding these people and like attracting these people and like, yeah, there were some hires that didn't work out and, you know, some bumps along the road. But if we think, if we think that we're going to, you know, never come up against that, then then we're like, you know, we're fooling ourselves. 100%. And I'd rather be in the game and have these lessons rather than be on the sidelines, hoping and wishing that, Ooh, you know, maybe I'll give it a try. It's like, no, we're going head first. And I love that you said that we are, willing to publicly fail. And Mm. that tells me a lot about our mission and what we're doing and why we're doing what we're doing. Because if it's all about the aesthetics and how you look, is it really about the mission then? And from a practical perspective, I want to add this in about like what to do when things aren't going right, so to speak, is practical perspective is to look at it. Yes. Look at the freaking numbers. (laughs) Yeah. Look at the numbers, like confront the fears. Don't just pretend that they're not happening and try to like talk your way or like manifest your way out of it. Like, or hustle your way out of it. Cause so often the things that, so, you know, in my world doing money mindset, a big thing is people don't look at their bills. People don't look at their bank accounts because it's like ignorance is bliss. Yeah. Well, if you want to change something, ig- ignorance is not the way. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. And so we knew that it almost felt like a sinking ship that we were on, like we were on the Titanic and <laughs> we were going down. So, you know, looking, getting real with what was happening allowed yeah. us to metaphorically get a, get a lifeboat and save ourselves versus sink with the ship. Yes. But I also want to talk about, because as you're talking about that, I also want to talk about making decisions from lack. Oh, yeah. Because I know know where you're going with this. You know where I'm going with this. (laughs) Because when we sat down and we were like, Emily, we might have to fork out $18,000 for this event. We we started the conversation of like, well, we got to get rid of VIP. We got to blah, blah, blah. And we started to go down this desperate energy and we both checked ourselves and was like, hold on a minute. Like, yeah. And by anchoring and having the conversations that we did and coming back to the mission and, and really 
changing our mindset around that, like we were able to, I feel, bring a different energy. We were falling into that desperate energy for a little bit, mm. you know? Um, what was your experience on your end with the whole like possibility of like, we might have to cut the VIP? You know, I, like, so yeah, we both were like, oh shit, like, <laughs> VIP, you know, if we cut that, that would save a lot of money, you know? And then we, yeah. you know, we went into the, the, practical side of it of like oh shit Lynn how are we going to tell that to our VIP VIP ears and refunds and all that kind of stuff but when we checked ourselves it was like we both decided that we would rather fail and go for it than play it safe and save money (laughs) one of my favorite things that Seth Godin shares is he talks about, you know how in the personal development world, people people say, what would you do if you knew you you couldn't fail? Mm-hmm. Right? It's easy to talk about what you would do if you knew you couldn't fail. Yeah. But Seth flips it on his, on its back and he says, what would you do if you knew that you would fail? Ooh. And that's what we were committed to. Really, yeah. when you think about it. Yeah. We were facing failure like head on. The whole freaking time. Whole, and we're, it's like, what would you do if you knew that you would fail? We would still do it anyway. And that's, I think, where yes. the magic comes is yes. when you would still do it. I'm getting goosebumps. When you would still do it anyway, that is where the trust and the faith comes in. And that's where the universe gets to say, all right, I got you. So to kind of like jump now to the, the ending of the story, so to speak, or this chapter at least, is... So ticket sales were going slow, we're going slow, we're going slow. And they were starting to pick up, you mm-hmm. know, a week or two before they were closing, but still nowhere near where we wanted them or needed them to be. And then literally, literally the last day of tickets closing, like yeah. the doors closing. I think we had something like 30 people yeah. buy their tickets. So we had like a 50% increase. You know, we were at like 60-ish people by then or maybe in the 50s. And like 30-odd people bought their tickets on the last day. So tell me that's not, you know, the true test from the universe and that faith in like at the 11th and hour and 59th minute. Yeah. (laughs) The universe is finally like, all right, you trusted me. You had faith. You knew this was was inevitable. I'm going to give it to you. It was incredible. I think it's important to know because most times when you're going after a goal, when you have bumps, if you're not seeing people share their bumps, you think you're doing it wrong. You're not doing it wrong. Mm. You know, Mm. and we really wanted to normalize that if you are in a bump in the road right now, that it's okay. We have bumps too. Everybody has bumps. And it's just so important to stop and lean in and look and also trust the process of what you're doing. So that's what we wanted to share. And I mean, we're sharing the before and like the after, but I'd love to dive in now, Emily, to like before we got on stage and leading up until like we did our work. You want to dive into that? Okay, that wraps up part one of our first episode of season two. Go check out part two if you enjoyed, and I'd love to hear from you. Please uh, shoot me a DM if you love this at emilyking.ca or check us out on the Shift Event Instagram page at the Shift Event. And hope to see you at the next event. Bye.